not Soji realizes that she's not Soji. <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 211422.3. Welcome aboard to Starship's Enterprise and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington and with me, as always, is the Collective Ambassador Danae Hughes. Is that the second Borg reference you've given me? <laughs> well, what's on my sheet is adaptive, so just be grateful you didn't get the same intro as last week. <laughs> oh no, well we have been busy, we've been travelling. Super busy. We have just, within the last 12 hours, got back from the insanity that is the Cinema Sin Sin Week. Um... How much fun was it to actually see some Captain's Pod fans and do a live show in front of them and just geek out for a, a good, like, kind of four hours of it was just, like, all geeking out about Star Trek. Oh, it lasted way more than four hours. It was kind of like talking. So Captain's Pod kicked off the whole podcast panel. Yeah, it did. <laughs> of Sin Week. And this is, and when we say Sin Week, we're talking about the live part of Sin Week. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire YouTube channel celebrates this on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, by like promoting that we have three extra videos, but all of the action happens on our sin club level. So all of our fans get extra videos and so they can do that from the comfort of their own home. But we also, on top of that, have an in-person event going on mm-hmm. <laughs> later in the week in Nashville. So it's a layered experience and uh, throughout the entire week. So Captain's Pod kicks it off. And then throughout the entire rest of the week, it was like all of the nerddom that is Star Trek just kept percolating Mm -hmm. because it didn't just it wasn't just one thing. It was like it it, it turned everyone's geekometer up slightly. The geekometer? Nice. It potentially made everyone comfortable with talking about Star Trek or asking questions. And then it just permeated the rest of the entire time. It, it was, was great. great. Yeah, the questions kept popping up, like, how do I get into Star Trek? What do I watch? And, my God, how much of a nerd are you? And Or, or when Jeremy comes running up to you when we were at the <laughs> uh, at the arcade and, like, grabs your hand and yanks you out into the pinball area. It was like, look what I found. It was a TNG pinball machine. <laughs> it was so great. It sent you on, like, away missions. And, and I was there for about three hours just dominating this pinball machine. And it was like, by the way, there's another one over there. It's about the Kelvin films. I was like, oh my God. But I wanted to stay with the Enterprise. But yeah, it was so much fun. It was great to to interact with some of you guys um, who I know listen all the time. So yeah, it was awesome. It, it was, was also fun because there's the Discord, which if you haven't thought about joining the Discord or if you're looking for just a fun community, whether you know a lot about Star Trek or not, um, if you join the CinemaSins Discord, one of the channels in our CinemaSins Discord is all dedicated to Captain's Pod. Mm-hmm. And there's just fun conversations happening there all the time. Mm-hmm. But it really blew up at Sin Week because of all the fun things that were going on. So it's a fun time to hop in and join. Plus, you can see a picture that Ian... I, yes. So we also debuted the USS Enterprise. This is the uh, big reveal... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> ...that Ian was so excited about last episode... And he's apologetic now because upon reflection, he realized that for a podcast, revealing an image is a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, that was interesting. And it it may be something that I am more excited about than anyone else. It's okay, though. This ship looks incredible. Our good friend, um, Pedro, um, uh, designed it for us, did an absolutely amazing job of giving it kind of like a CinemaSins 
cine stint to it so we're going to put that up on twitter it's going to be the new banner and we'll put a little link to pedro as well so you can see some of the other awesome stuff he does he puts himself into episodes of tng as like an awkward crew member in the background he is hilarious and extremely talented so thank you so pedro talented yeah he sent the first images of the ship and it was like whoa we're gonna get our own ship heck yeah I mean, in our imaginations but also it's been drawn and you can zoom in and there's a CinemaSins Pitchfork M on there. Yeah. And you can see where it says USS Sinterprise. Mm-hmm. So zoom in and enjoy the details. He'll put that up on our new Twitter mm-hmm. here in just a minute. Yeah. Thank you, Pedro. Um, so this week we will be looking at um, season two, episode six of Picard. The title is Two of One. Seven of Nine. Two of One. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's a obviously a Borg designation, but... It's not usually that way round. The big number always goes at the end because your collective is the end bit and then which number you are in that collective is obviously what number you are. Do you feel so, like this is just the wink and the nod that Agnes is going to be able to of stave off the mental invasion of the Borg Queen drones? I think it's just basically there are it is a collective of one with two brains inside. Yeah. Um, so I wondered if it was a bit spoilery to like the permanence of that connection and that new collective where it's going to go to um i think the ball queen is here to stay but i don't think that means agnes is going but i think agnes is going to lean more towards the queen's side i think we're going to lose agnes to the collective and she's still going to make the collective something which means we finally can be like well she deserved it because she was a murderer yeah assimilate her she killed her boyfriend Hmm, i wonder what kind of a personality borg queen will have i am curious about how this is going to go i have had to release some of my potentially too high expectations of the show after last episode i Uh kind of had to go all right all right all right right. i got to get back into just not thinking about this to have fun Mm -hmm. um but those first three episodes were just like solid hit so good so um well it's not that they're a swing and a miss it's a swing and a slap for the last few <laughs> it has been because they are they're pushing the story forward but it's just in this haphazard mildly unconstructive wasteful way where we're not getting to see I the whole crew know, that might be a little harsh like upon reflection we'll know more once mm-hmm. we see the full season we might look back on these and think this is what they were setting up that's my hope we might but, look back on the car chase and think, you know what? That was a cinematic stroke of genius. Agreed. You do not think that. <laughs> there is no way. Shut your mouth. You are a liar. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to see what the doctor is up to on this episode. Because it kind of, that was one of the oh, yeah. lingering things that they left over from last episode is what is this mission that Q gave to uh, Dr. Song? Sung? Sung. Sung. And then also what is the actual thing that Q changed? Because we're still a little curious about what it may actually mm-hmm. be. The show is kind of hinting at some things, but what if it's something different? We've had some fan emails kind of giving theories on that too, which by the way, you guys are also more than welcome to do that. Yep. we So we talk about some of the fan emails in the outtakes this week, which shock, we record before the show, even though we put them after the show, just to bend some time and space every week. We slingshot. We, we we slingshot the outtakes to the end of the episode, even though, yeah, got it. Cool. Well, with that, we will see you guys for 4D Brief and 10 Forward after we have watched Star Trek Picard.
Welcome to the Captain's Ready Room, where we hear our predictions for the rest of the season and bask in our Q-like glory. What? Apparently we just start the show with the end of the show now. That's just what we do. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Ah. Welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. <laughs> Danae has picked up a second together. mic. A second mic that's like a karaoke mic and is now using that to speak into her actual mic. I'm sorry. You're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask what you're drinking because I think you're drunk already. Um, nice. Danae. <laughs> um, oh, wait. No, no, no. I haven't done the episode overview No, no, no. Thing. You got you to you do, do the whole thing. What whole thing? What thing? The actual introduction. I've done the introduction. I've done it. Would I have to do it again? <laughs> Danae is now on the floor. I guess I'm doing it again. Okay. Welcome no, to... No, no. Go. <laughs> Let's go. So, um, this week, the uh, Picard and company have a mission to make sure that Renee Picard um, overcomes her fears and stays on the Europa mission whilst Adam Soong has been sent by Q to make sure that does not happen all while Agnes plays... With the Queen. And go. go. <laughs> Overall thoughts on the episode, Danae. Ambassador. Well, uh, um, you know. No, know. you just shifted into Star Wars then. That's not allowed. Yeah, sorry about that. Man, I don't know just yet. <laughs> I know, me neither. I don't know just yet. I feel like, so in this episode, uh, it, it, when, we, when we come to the end of it, I'm asking myself, is this part of the plan all along or are we just kind of meandering towards, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think to me it's becoming obvious that Q's fuckery is actually Borg related. So do you mean the writer's plan overall or the yeah. character's plan overall? The, the writer's plan. Yeah. What, what is the, are they, are they throwing out a bunch of things to just give us something to think about but before next episode rather than do what they need to be doing? I don't, I don't know. I'm confused. I think there is a plan. I don't, know how to, I don't know how I feel right now. I think there is a... I'm right with you. I, I think it's rapidly, rapidly losing its way. But I do think that compared to last season, there is a plan. I think they're just not doing a fantastic job of... Um, cohesing it together in a way that's entertaining to watch while you're on the way to getting to the revelations because we're spending all of this time with filler stuff so we have like a car chase episode we have whatever last week was and then we have a heist ish meh episode this week as well instead of having something enjoyable towards the reveals now i'm sure the reveal itself is going to be great and the finale is going to be great but, but, but getting but there wait? is not fun yeah why wait to the finale i don't know I d it feels like they're following uh, a formula of yeah. bad action films or bad heist films or bad ryan reynolds films to get us to where we're going yeah uh, you know and then we have this kind of like side moment over where not soji realizes that she's not soji <laughs> Is that how to say that? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that really broke your eyes. All of that is true, but for so many wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, and, and I understand that that's an interesting peek into the history of this Dr. Soon character. Um, but it's hard. It's just hard to be invested in something that you're you're wondering constantly. Is this all going to be erased anyway? That is Does my any biggest of this... problem. And that's what we experienced in that episode of 
the the bad future, which is mm-hmm. now so long ago, it doesn't feel so bad anymore. Right. Um, but we're in this like moment going, we don't know what every decision is. Is it going to be erased because it's also wrong? Mm-hmm. Or is this actually part of the future that is the good future? And that means that's it's almost like why keep track in a exactly, way? Because they could just flick a switch and reset it or they come out and say, yes, it was meant to be this way all along. I was thinking that exact thought. And that's yeah. the problem with this form of time travel is it's hard to stay invested when Q could pop in and say, yeah, this is, and they're going to read some like his, history book that says, oh, yeah, all of these people were at the gala. And look, we were there. all. I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. that kind of this history was always going to happen type of time travel happens a lot um so when you ask me like what i my thoughts on it is i'm just it's a lot to chew on Mm -hmm. and we you know we were we watch it we immediately come in here and record our instinctive thoughts about it and when i look at last episode did that one grow on me any differently not not really so i feel like this is going to be a similar vibe and maybe even a little bit more frustratingly so so what about you? Did you overall? Well, you guys get the full swing of emotions because you get our euphoria from episodes one, two, and three, which I'm sure if we watched again, we would like calm Lower it down, down a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. But you also get the knee jerk to the mediocre slash badly put together episodes. There are um, things I so liked this feels about more this. extreme. Oh, there, there uh, are some stuff sure. I loved. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I thought some of the camera angles in this were really fun, where like a glance down at the table and then you have Girardi and then mm-hmm. you know, the reflection of Borg queen but then it glances up and board queen isn't there that was mm-hmm. really clever yeah i loved um brent spiner in this i think he makes a fantastic bad guy he does he was absolutely badass um uh, when all of the sound and and cuts out and you just hear this beautiful voice and it's like mm-hmm. wait is this just part of are they are they bringing in a song to kind of transition for the next few minutes and no it's actually agnes yeah being controlled by board queen and mm-hmm. the mental gymnastics i went through in that moment of realizing that a machine is taking over her body and using her vocal cords to the best of their ability like even if agnes couldn't actually sing that board queen would know how to use her vocal cords to make her be able to sing and just the interesting parts of how that works um do you want to do that now or do you want to do that in this instance because <laughs> i have answers We'll do, it in, we'll do it in this instance. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have so much for this instance. So we yeah. may... Just need to get there. Well, because this is such a limp story, <laughs> plot-wise, we may have to get oh, to this instance quite quickly. Limpy, wasn't it? You know, um, but, you know, limpy things have, have good they parts, have purpose. too. They have, I mean, if this gets us somewhere, incredible. And if it gets us to you... Right, <laughs> Danae is still holding limpy. the karaoke mic. Oh, wait, and it's I, making me antsy. I have no idea how that's going to translate on the on the audio for the pod. I don't know. But it's going to happen every now and again. Say we are the Borg. We are the Borg. Why did you do it with an English accent? I didn't. I went, we are Borg. Oh, it sounded English. In. Well, that's because she's English, right? Is she? That's where all the Borg stuff started anyway. In England? Yeah, you all started to assimilate everyone. Oh, shit. No, we did. Yeah, we are the original Borg. That's amazing. Um, right, my overall thoughts was... Um, boring some highlights some good bits but some stuff we have absolutely seen a thousand times before just with not even a star trek tint on it because and this is the problem with doing things in present day is it just feels half-assed it feels a bit cheap because there's nothing kind of sci-fi ish about it this is if you didn't know this was in a star trek show this would be a really boring oceans 11 movie or a really boring Mm -hmm. like um 
spy mission series episode. It was just a bit dull. No, and... I think you were right because you predicted that the next few episodes were going to be like the transitional kind of downswing episodes and momentum. And I think you're right. It just right doesn't need to be though. Because this one is a handoff to giving a little bit of a confirmation of Dr. Soong a purpose and like you know experimental things which mm -hmm. you predicted well and part of the problem is the stuff that was revealed in this episode we're way ahead of them like we mm -hmm. already maybe it's just me but that didn't feel like uh, Daj find not Daj finding out that she's not soji felt like a big reveal for her which is great but was it meant to be a big reveal for us because no, that seems not. so telegraphed no no and it is an interesting thing but it, there was a lot of screen time on that it also excuse me it also felt like it was a setup for Next episode, which will be the digging into the um, the dream sequence, the, the, these memories that Picard Absolutely. has been struggling with since we since uh, episode one, where we kind of had those flashbacks. So, which looks really dark and twisted and str like I'm I don't looking know. Forward to it. I'm not looking forward to it either. But we knew it was coming as we well. It was like we knew that I, this is this episode should have just been called. Well, we knew that was going to happen because <laughs> we knew the uh, the doctor was going to come, come back, back in and um, Rios is, um, we're going to say love interest, um, is going to come back in to save the day. We knew Agnes and the Queen were going to get more mergy. We knew that not Daj was not Daj. And we know we're going to get into Picard's memories. We knew Laris was going to come back and they're going to get yeah, deeper. You're right, you're right. All of this yeah. is, was it's there... stuff that they've set up, but I feel like we just got there way before the show did. Was there a surprise in this episode for you? No, I don't think. No, without being big-headed, I think I predicted everything in this episode. Yeah. A slightly boring heist. <laughs> Daj finds out, well, we know what Daj is. Queen takes over Agnes, but Agnes is still kind of in there. I think that's maybe the one thing I got wrong. Agnes has far less control than, than, you we thought. Th than I thought she'd mm -hmm. had. And that maybe we're getting into the bottom of that so that she can make a resurgence and come back. Because you've got to beat her down to make her the hero. Yeah, yeah. We also have like two situations. I guess I guess one of the things that did surprise me is the going into Picard's mind situation. That's a surprise to me. Like that that's where we are going to be extrapolating his memories because it is two situations where two are one. Two mm -hmm. of one, yeah. obviously clearly it Agnes and yeah. Queen, but mm -hmm. also two of one is going to be this being going inside of Picard next episode. Well, that is one of the themes that's quite good because in a lot of ways, Corey is two of one as well because she there's multiple she is both two things that she believes she's a human but well i mean she is human but she believes she's born of man and woman and mm -hmm. she isn't um laris is two people the person that um the person the romulan that picard knows and whatever she is now um so that, that is a theme that this duality is a theme that's coming through but it's getting it's getting like lip service, but it's not what's being dug into. Um, it's not the, the the theme isn't being carried on much more. It just it feels muddy. It just feels really muddy. This one felt probably the most forced of all. Although I really am interested to see it. However, this episode could have been in last episode just yes, as easily. It really so could. So this one didn't really do much more yeah. except for maybe like tie some stuff together. So. It was a bit disappointing. I'm I'm glad to have seen some of the moments. Um, mm -hmm. I do like the characters, but it felt forced to me. So I think we should I think we should just send the shit out of it. <laughs> no, I, I do I do love the characters. I do, and there is a there is just seeing Brent Spiner turn up, confront Picard, and just be super evil. And that Brent Spiner is such a fucking great actor. He's mm -hmm. so great when he's in the car. Oh yeah, he the was the emotions best. that he goes through. 
so so good he and agnes were my favorite parts of this the parts yeah. that were really hard for me was the forced relationship which we knew from the very beginning of the season was going to be part of this because mm -hmm. they kind of set the whole stage with it being relationship driven yeah but you know like laris or uh, the the alien laris who isn't really laris the not laris that looks human <laughs> human laris whatever the fuck um you know her having this kind of uh, not forced but like this weird sort of moment with picard where picard is uh, just all this not even hinting at Picard loving Loris, but just like this reminder in their dialogue that that's important somehow. And then it's also in this strange kind of moment where Picard is talking about his mom with Renee and Renee and they have this in back and forth interaction that really just was all over the place for me because it starts off with a, a strong woman saying, I need space. And then the other man saying, okay but here's some advice you didn't ask for and then suddenly and suddenly she's like okay i'm in for it i'm in for this advice Give this me is all more. i needed and then it shifts her whole entire stratosphere which is alarming to, to be honest you know she she has this uh doctor this you know that she's been developing this patient relationship with <laughs> Let's for just a long time overall that but yeah and, and suddenly this new person coming on that she feels this affinity for which I don't know. Maybe I just haven't had that happen a lot in my life where I've met someone and be like, do I know you? Like, I guess there's some moments that could be really stand out with certain people that I've had a really deep connection to. But like, would I suddenly decide to pin you my astronaut future because of it? I don't know. I've never been in that situation before, but that kind of felt forced too. also. Then you have this weird moment with Rafi and um, Rios where Rafi's like, you look so happy. And it's not because of all the cool shit that you see around you or almost being sent to Mexico. Um, you know, none of that matters anymore. You like matchsticks and also <laughs> that girl that one time. Oh, I was like, really? Like, super big eye roll, really? Everyone is telepathic at the minute because the Picard and Renee conversation only the only way that works is if renee psychically knows that picard is related to her and that this some is really weird, important yeah some weird vibe or something which has been done before we've seen that like marty mcfly does it in back to the future it's <laughs> and been it done felt contrived for me to and this is probably all resistance too but it felt really like strange to me that rafi looks out in seven of nine is just mingling Oh, resistance completely. Stop mingling. So, I don't know. I just... The, the, everything felt like it was just a convenient thing after convenient mm -hmm. thing. Just to remind us about how we are supposed to feel about these characters mm -hmm. and what they're thinking about and their motivations rather than just showing it happen with emotions and acting. Yeah. And it's kind of like we don't trust the audience to know where we want them to be. And, that, yeah. and this episode is kind of like when you are told to show up to an event and you've been given an email and you've read the email and you've prepared and you're ready. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the event and the event coordinator spends an hour telling you everything that you've already read. <laughs> yes. And you're like, no, 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 I am prepared. You just need to like, let me do my thing. Yeah. And then the event coordinator says, okay, well, we'll let you. And then as you're walking into the event, they spend another 20 minutes <laughs> telling you even more. Cause it's like this, at this point we've seen episode after episode after episode, I feel of them shoving things kind of in our face yeah. rather than showing us really fun acting scenes. <sighs> it lent on that Picard speech so much. And sadly it wasn't a well-written Picard speech. No. And it was the framework of it was really bad. Like you said, it is this, this woman that has, absolutely genuine fears concerns anxieties about what's happening and a grandfather figure is going to come in and say you must overcome your fears 
based on nothing at all. And he does it to Laris as well. Mm-hmm. Like, Who's looking after you, you, Laris? I know. Like, like that was a that, big revelation. And, it, and that's the problem. Laris thinks it is a big revelation. She's like, oh my God, you have cut me to my core, sir. I know. And I haven't even, we haven't even addressed, like, why the fuck do they look exactly the same? Are they going to ever explain yes. that? Hopefully. They will. They, they, they have, have to. to. Yeah, they have to. Um, You know who would have been a better person to put in for a chat? Aaron? With Renee. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. Sorry. We watched this. I'm sorry, with- are you replacing me? <laughs> we watched this Jesus. with Aaron Dyson and he also has some major problems. No, with Renee. I think Rios would have been a much better person to talk to Renee. Yeah, he's a captain. He's been through a lot. Yes, like if you're gonna well. put, if you're gonna put a character who understands piloting, yeah, and and the pressures of mm-hmm. all of that, who is still, you know, and, and I, I want to see uh, Sir Patrick Stewart as much as possible. And that's the reason it's him. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But the way that that one was written just felt like. Although parts of it, I did, I did like parts of it, so it wasn't completely. But I just was like, man, when when uh, Rios was following her, I'm like, oh, mm. this is going to be a really good scene because it's going to be. We can use him for something. <laughs> yeah, Elmer was there too uh, for a brief yeah, second for uh, anyway. a hallucination, hot second. I wonder if they filmed all of those back to back and then just said you can go home. <laughs> There's all these scenes of him actually there. Yep. It's like, are we really doing a heist episode? Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. We're just doing Elmer's bit for now. Um. So Agnes comes out and uh, basically all the, the, the shit goes sideways as soon as Adam Sung gets there. Security wants to descend on them. Agnes gives over control to Queenie so that they can create a distraction which allows Picard to talk to Renee. Um, Agnes does some singing and that released a ton of endorphins, which we'll get into in this instance. And Queenie now has complete control. Um, did you like overall the interaction between... Queenie and Agnes in this episode. It's the main thing that I'm invested in now, even though it still felt a little bit, ugh, get on with it in this episode. It's the only bit to me that feels like not part of the plan. Like, if that is completely separate to Q and this is a byproduct, that's really exciting for me. Yeah, I don't know if this is part of Q's plan or not, because I don't think Q could have predicted that they would take Borg Queen. Well, but maybe he could because they knew they he knew she was needed for the power source because they, you know, they're trying to get off of this futuristic world. Mm. How else would they do it if not Borg Queen? So he and he set it up to be the day that she was going to be taken. So in theory, in he's theory, an omnipotent he god being. He has to know every different permutation. So I think that he would be like, let's get this Borg Queen on and she's going to assimilate them and send them back in time. Let's have fun and see what happens if, you know. But the future that we saw wasn't a whole bunch of Borgs, right? Uh, it the- wasn't. That's the, the the big reason that I'm thinking this is not part of the plan is because there is no record of this. The assimilation. Unless, yeah. unless they were all Borgs because they're Borg drones like we're seeing now. Yeah, but then you have this, the the whole... Uh, eradication day and Borg, uh, Picard defeating the Borg in the future. So I, that's the, this is why I think it's branching into... Is he defeating things in the future because he had to because of what starts now? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he can defeat the Borg so easily because he did it in the past already. So uh, it's, man, it's, it's a trippy, tricky. It's a trippy situation. It is. Um, but your question was, do I like... Did you like the overall interaction the overall between, between, between the Magnus? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I feel like... Borg Queen is either playing chess with her food, like playing with her food kind of a thing. Like <laughs> yeah, we're watching uh-huh. what it's like. Yeah. 
um, that she was acting like she was crying, like she was acting like she was sad to bring, mm-hmm. bring her closer. Uh, and then she's just enjoying that she could take over. But what fun is that? Because she hasn't any- had anyone to talk to for a while mm-hmm. and she likes the struggle. So uh, it kind of could play into that this entity, this alien creature, this Borg is just really sadistic. Uh, I, I'm beginning and to think that's what it is. Because, you know, you get the impression immediately that she doesn't really, whatever she needs to do to work the system, she's going to work the system. And yeah. she's figuring out the mechanics of the human form. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's always wanted to be human, like you said. So this is her way of kind of trying to take over from the inside. I think, I mean, she said this was the plan all along. I genuinely believe that the endorphins and doing all of that, like Agnes being so desperate to feel and to find some kind of contentment made her a soft target Mm -hmm. and the plan was to pump up the endorphins and somehow biologically that's what queenie needs sustain control i think it is i actually think it's now less to do with agnes being impressive and incredible and it's actually about her being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and that's why the queen has picked on her and of course needs her as well i think she needed legs i think the really the reason she She needed agnes was legs yeah and she's got them now (laughs) she's got them and i feel like she's trying to learn how to hack the biology like kind of like 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 how can i take these nanos and shift things around to give super strength in a moment i think she knows i think she knows but it's the control she needs that's the thing that she can't force for some reason she can't just tap into the brain to release endorphins they have to come naturally she had to kind of like uh, she had to say hey i can help you and get yeah. permission to kind of go oh that's the part of the brain i need to get to yeah like perhaps. she's just yeah making moves to figure out the computer of the human body mm-hmm. so she can hack the, the yeah. human body mm-hmm. that is really exciting that i really love and, and i love agnes borg oh it's so it's good so, like the the that was some of my favorite parts of this is Agnes stepping out and singing and then com- coming to him and being like, I was happening. Like her mm. her coming back into control for just a second. Oh, I love that so much. And then the, yeah. the view of her just walking towards mm-hmm. this building in the distance, right? Yeah. In this beautiful red gown, mm-hmm. just not caring about anything happening around her. So much more confident. Oh man, it gives me chills. And the way Alison Pill is delivering it is oh, so, so good. So good. Just switching on that highlight. confidence. Yeah. She's been the highlight for me from really early on yeah um so i'm really excited to see that this is the person that's kind of taking the, mm-hmm. the the front the it's a very sinful thing that she's apart from her crew right now but we'll save that for resistance uh-huh <laughs> um the only other thing i'll say with the queen thing is that i did love the juxtaposition of the borg queen in all of her like super alien cybernetic stuff going on next to all of the fancy dressed up people like it was really jarring but in a really cool way Oh, and the way that the people putting this show together have mm. created this alien creature and painted the prosthetics mm. and have put it on this right. body. That and should win awards. It really it's should. It's incredible to look at. Mm. All the way that it's like skin stretched over, but in this super beautiful way. Yeah. It's it's gross and grotesque and like art all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I I love it. I love Costume it so much. Costume and alien design, they are still hands down the best um i just wish i knew what the writers were playing at but there we <laughs> go um i already spoke about brent spiner but i will once again say brent spiner is the mvp as well as as um alison pill so good um and i mean Q too it's all the villains are just killing yes. it you know well it's easier to write villains isn't it because i i think it is um without them being okay it can be difficult to not go mush mush stas mush 
Wow. Mus- mustache twirly. Mustache twirly. Wow. Like mustard. Like mustard. Like mustard twirly. Um, <laughs> but it's hard to get good guys to sound good without sounding cliche and over the top, which, which is exactly actually, what we have. We nodded to that. Yeah. And he says, we're the good guys. Yes. And the doctor's like, <laughs> good guys don't say that. Uh, I wish he'd been in it more. This It would feel less tacked on if that doctor was in it a lot more as well, to be honest. It just feels like a nod forward to get back. Um... I mean, that that's it. They get through the gala. They apparently convince Renee to stay in the most unconvincing speech I've ever heard. Picard gets hit by a car driven by Adam Sung as a last-ditch resort to hit Renee, but he misses. And um, Not Dodge discovers that she is Not Dodge. And roll credits into the next episode. We're going to go into Picard's brain. I mean, it's... Hmm, interest instance is futile before I do that, but Spock's brain... Okay, with that, it's time to head to engineering for a instance is futile. Don't sound so sad. We love sinning. We do. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Now, Spock's Brain is an episode of the original series of Star Trek, and this is where, Mm -hmm. I can't remember entirely, but something goes wrong with Spock, and he has to have his brain removed and something something has to happen mccoy has to remove his brain and spock talks him through the surgery how he's still conscious somehow it is notoriously we we can do that we can be conscious through our brain surgeries not this brain surgery but the whole damn thing is removed (laughs) oh it's so and the episode is called spock's brain it's it is it's in season three and it's generally accepted to be the worst episode of the original series and probably the worst episode of all of star trek so it's just interesting that we're doing a Picard's brain episode next week. And it was completely removed above his head, but like the flowy version. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, oh, is, I wonder if that's a nod like or a not. a wink and a nod. I mean, if it's a wink and a nod to the worst episode of Star Trek ever made, I mean. <laughs> Maybe it's them saying, hey, you might not like this episode, but Stick it could have been us. worse. Yeah, exactly. It could have been a lot, lot worse. Um, unfortunately, it's too bland to be even in that conversation. Wow, you um, really didn't like this episode. I really didn't. And it will we'll get straight into my first reason why I didn't like it. If you've ever listened to me on a podcast talking about movies, I hate the start your movie with the end of your movie thing and then three days earlier. It takes away all of the momentum because I spend the entire thing waiting kind of waiting it. to well, get yeah. back there. How it's shocking cheap. would it have been if all of a sudden we saw Dr. Soong run Picard over, yeah. not knowing that he was 
Yeah. That would have been so crazy. It, was, it just takes everything away. It literally opens with Picard on the floor bleeding. Okay, cool. 34 minutes earlier. And then it keeps doing it throughout the show. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it tells minutes us. 26 earlier. 14 yeah. minutes earlier. Yeah. It tells us exactly what is going to happen. It takes away all of the momentum, all of the impact. And it, they, I mean... It's not like it would have been a huge reveal anyway. Like, we know he's not going to die. This is just so that no. we can get inside his brain. We, yeah. But yeah. why do it other than we haven't done every single trope yet, so let's stick this one in. It it doesn't match the feel of the show. It was unnecessary. It takes me out of the story. It just reminds me that I'm watching a TV show. I hate it. I wish people would stop doing it. It's lazy. It is a lazy way to build false tension. And it doesn't even build tension. No, it doesn't. <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. There was no tension in that for me at all. But I was thinking about like a show that did good tension. Now, I didn't watch this show, but there was a show called 24. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it's, and everyone always talked about the tension of it. Yeah. Like how it was just this countdown or something and well, how intense it felt. That's because it happened in real time. So real time episodes are great because 24, man, in the first season, it wasn't just that everything took place across and uh, uh, across 45 minutes. Every scene was happening at once. So if we were with the main character, all of the other characters were still doing things. Everything happened in real time and eventually it became too difficult and they stopped doing it like that. Things still took place across an hour, but you would jump backwards and forwards inside of that hour. Um, it can work, but that's not what this show was was doing. It's just no bonkers. No. It's just lazy. Yeah, so knowing that Picard was going to be injured and then seeing Dr. Soong in a car and then rev his car up, I'm like, oh, he's going to go run him over. And I run him down, great. And then I'm like, oh, this makes sense as to why Renee and Picard had to walk outside rather than walking through, yeah. which was one of the sins I had, but it makes sense. I mean, sometimes convention centers, they have like one big open room and then these longer hallways where things are set up. And you can go out of a door and cut through to get back into the you know other door. Yeah. And and that does happen sometimes. But it's just such a crazy thing that he just so happens to have to go outside to shave <sighs> off time, uh, and then you know get get hit by a car. And that it it did it. If it's done well, I don't mind it. I don't mind when it's like, oh, this is interesting. But but if it doesn't build tension and add to the story, if it's just a trope, mm-hmm. then it feels like a waste of time. For me, the best way to do it is to use it to plant clues. So imagine if that image had like 10 things that constituted the entire shot, and then we tick them off as we go through the episode. It's like, oh, that's why that's there. That's why that's there. That's why that's there. Exactly. It gives us something to do. But all this does is rob me of any investment because I already know how the story ends. I'm like, well, whatever happens here, Picard ends up on the floor. Cool. Um... It's so hard to stay invested when that happens, especially when the story you're watching is pretty dull. The one that I would send again is Ra- uh, Ra- Rios mm-hmm. um, saying that it's real with a stogie. We've talked about this before, so that I'm not going to really spend much bugged time. me this time. And the food as well. The food is so great here. I was like, so what is wrong with the future? When it happened before, it was about peanut butter, and yeah. I we didn't know if he was kind of playing it up for the boy. But mm. now it's actually part of his character. I feel yeah. like this kind of confirms that for Rios, the food tastes different than the replicator can create, and the stogie is consumed differently, and the matchsticks are interesting. Now, I actually kind of think it's interesting. I, I like the idea of there being things in the 21st century that he wouldn't normally have experienced, like matches or something. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe they saw it in a book once, but it's just not something that they would Holodex, do. Right? Like one of the biggest pastimes in the holodeck is to live in the past like but, but he's maybe seen he's a match he's never seen a match st- box before so i can understand like picking something and, yeah. and being oh this is interesting and and i like the idea of showing a discovery of 
someone from the future in my world looking at something. They even did it with the phone a little bit, like, oh, we're all in our phones. Like, yeah. It's kind of an obsessive thing. Um, so, so I don't mind that. But after talking to you about how replicators replicate to the taste or to the flavor. The molecules, yeah. I don't know how it would be different except for maybe in just some kind of a, maybe it's always the same. Maybe there's always a consistency with replicator. But with our food, there's always something different. Like you'll never make the same cup of coffee. It's true. But this isn't like a microwave meal. This is recreating something at the molecular level. And the, that is possible. It is possible that, hey, replicated meals will taste the same. But it's not. And I'm going to sound like such a dick. It is not the established canon in Star Trek. So in TNG, like Deanna will replicate like an ice cream or something and it will taste incredible. And because it's replicate, like it should, replicators create good food. I but don't know why we've suddenly got this bad. bland thing. I don't know that it's bland. I'm saying the word bland. Like I'm making mm. an assumption. I, I feel like it would just have a nuance because Perhaps. like I said, every roaster is different. So every box or mm. every jar of peanut butter is going to be slightly different. And maybe that's what in the future they're used to the same it, tasting good every time. But this is just always different and that what, might be interesting i think what i would have loved was oh this tastes terrible the replicated stuff is so much better because that's what he's used to like maybe oh i don't know or I this know. tastes terrible but i love it yeah exactly because it tastes terrible something it's something different yeah For but anyways me, i would kind of i would dig in there a little bit and try mm -hmm, to find a center too totally because it makes sense say he came across a pinball machine and he's like my goodness what is that this is incredible something he's never heard of before but he's heard of matchsticks so if it's that much of a curiosity, go into the holodeck and play with some matchsticks. I don't know. It feels like his his amount of awe and wonder should come from things he's never been able to interact with, not um, not stuff he's aware of. I don't know. I'm oh, getting annoyed with it. Oh yeah, you're really, really, you're really. I'm getting wound up. You're super wound up today. Um, because I feel like let's say that there was something that I was fascinated by but i actually got to touch the real thing from that timeline i would still be excited about yeah it. i guess so maybe i'm just it's i mean maybe the matchsticks are just a metaphor like and it, so so like when i've gone to a museum and seen mm -hmm. you know egyptian jewelry mm -hmm. and i traveled back in time and yeah. i actually got to see it yeah. and touch it i would be that's fair fascinated by it yeah because okay. it was like right there and it, and it was new yeah. whereas i'm seeing this thousand year old piece mm. that survived all time okay so Okay. Maybe I'll backpedal a little bit. I think my <laughs> overall frustration is this is what you're doing with Rios. This is his function, is to be in awe of the 21st century. I it's would think doing he'd be really him. pissed right now, uh, having just almost been sent to another country yeah. for, for being Mexican. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I think he was getting sent to he was getting sent to a detention facility, yeah, yeah. for not being white, essentially. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought he was not already like, being deported, essentially. No, I think they're going to a place oh, where okay. they hold people temporarily. Like, like you speak Spanish and you look like you're from, you know, you're going to go over here. Yeah, this exactly. Is where you Basically, yeah. That's probably where Racial it will get to eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So I, would be, I would think he'd be really, really obsessed with that mm -hmm. and not, like, super giddy about somebody that he felt that you, he kind of maybe, absolutely... maybe he's falling for. I, it's only been, like, a day. You're absolutely you right. Know? Because he... He's just like, man, 21st century is not what I expected. It's pretty great. No, it's not fucking great. You nearly got deported. You're absolutely right. He should be pissed. He, he, if I had just almost been lost to history yeah. for my race, uh huh. and then the next day I'm attending a party and smoking a stogie, <laughs> I think I'd be like, man, I really appreciate that I'm here. Yeah. And maybe they just don't want to push it too much. But they're just kind of like erasing all that story to bring us into this new story, which exactly. happens a lot in, uh -huh. in entertainment where 
they want to move past trauma, which mm-hmm. is understandable. Um, but I mean, you've but, got that that bus of people that they freed, but there's thousands of other buses that didn't get freed. Yeah, so he probably should be preoccupied with that. Yeah. Oh or even goodness. her. He didn't even know she made it back okay. No. By the way. Um. No, she did get freed because she comes to speak to him. Back. No, I guess not. Man, it's anyway. The whole Rios thing is anyway. is frustrating. Um. But that moves nicely into Seven of Nine, who. To prove that she likes being human is now mingling with everybody. Like, she's talking to everyone. Keep a low profile. Stop talking oh, to people. Man. She, I wrote, Seven is being social and laughing with people. She's being social? What? Like, all caps. Because yeah. I couldn't believe it cuts over. And the idea here is that Rafi is sort of looking over at Seven and thinking, you know, she's finding her humanity. And that's really great. Seven really didn't have a lot to do this episode. She didn't say much. She was kind of more background character, which is fine. Yeah. That's going to happen where people are kind of shifting into these different roles and kind of coming closer to camera and further away. But the idea that she would be open mouth laughing and ha-haing about something that's being said in this group of complete strangers is a, is a bit baffling to me. Mm-hmm. Now, she did have to kind of shift into a social role when she immediately was president of this weird future mm-hmm. yeah and so maybe she's been kind of acquiring this desire to just test out mm. small talk in an environment and we're getting to see her do some small yeah. talk that could be part of it but i just found it shocking i, I it would have been much funnier to me if it cut over to her and people are talking to her and she's just like uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> uh, i don't want to like... do this like <laughs> i get you around me because i'm pretty but i don't want to talk to you maybe or... well, the point is that she is she likes that people aren't gawking at her and giving her a wide berth yeah. because she has implants on her face. I get it, but there's just the whole don't interfere with the past thing. It doesn't have to be big events. It can be Little one sentence. Well. It uh-huh. can be. And, and I also think that um, the writers are wanting to remind us that she may have a struggle at some point to decide to stay in the past. Well, I have that for predictions. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Okay. Um, but it's... <sighs> because what if she talks to one of these people and instead of talking to their future wife or future husband, they're talking to her instead. Like there is an interaction at that gala that doesn't happen because mm-hmm. Seven of Nine was there and that mm-hmm. stops being that stops the future president from being born. But if the idea <laughs> is that what they're doing is all part of the future. I'm I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm then, so done. Then we have a we have a different situation. Here. Yeah, exactly. Um before we move away from the gala, what was the plan at the gala? Because to, they... to make sure that Q wasn't gonna fuck with Renee. But how are you going to stop him? <laughs> I mean, I, it feels like they went... It, it was like, let's get in there and watch her. Laris is... Well, not Laris is like, no, 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 you can't, you can't talk to her. I was like, what was the fucking plan then? Was it just to intercept Q? Yeah. Like, he'll just sna- snap his fingers and you won't be a problem anymore. Like, if he's going to do something, he's going to do something. It feels like the plan was always to talk to her, but nobody acknowledged that. I, I just don't know. We weren't clued into the plan plan. It was just, let's be there to make sure she doesn't get hit by a car, I guess. Well, the plan developed in the last five minutes of the previous episode super fast. Yeah. And it became the setup for this episode really quickly. And um, and then, you know, we kind of are where we are. Yeah. So I don't think that the show wants us to spend too much time thinking about it because, mm-hmm. you know, then it's like a surprise that it was a we wanted to get into the control room all along and take the thingy thing and put the thingy where the thingy goes and then poof they they pass out yes it is it is a very 
strange situation. Also, maybe the Borg Queen inside of Agnes's mind didn't want everyone to know the full plan. So I don't know. Why get handcuffed? If you're going to poof the guards, why get handcuffed? Just poof them as soon as you get in there. Again, it's just to build false tension at the end of the episode for a cliffhanger. But... Man, I make the series six episodes, Ooh. and I think you've got a much stronger. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be saying reduce the episodes, but your turn, Danae. Um, though I love the scene, as I mentioned, Agnes singing. Is she mic'd already? How is that happening? <laughs> Does the band know what song is the coming? The band just got where they were ready. <laughs> they just they went were for like, it. oh, we know this song. Let's we know this version it. of the song. Uh huh. And we're just gonna back this complete stranger up uh-huh. this is not planned or rehearsed but we are doing it it makes for a great scene but it's it's yeah. beautiful uh, it's the the one the one MacGuffin i will let them have it because it made a really really cool scene it did now the all of the physical stuff so the queen making her stronger giving her the ability to sing and project all of that there are nanoprobes inside of agnes and they will increase strength and seven of nine has perfect vocal cords because the, the explanation they give is that they can talk in different frequencies and they right. can use it as a code. And it turns out that Seven has a great singing voice as well. So that is a thing that the Borg can do. So I was kind of... They're the sirens. Exactly. Man, if they did... Man, imagine... It, never mind. I just went on a whole D&D like, trail for like an entire <laughs> hour in my head. Rain like, it whoa. in. Rain it in, Ian. So I kind of buy all of the physical stuff. Like, yeah, she's in her head, but there are nanoprobes that are physically altering her body. We know that. So I'm kind of allowing all of the... The Borg alteration stuff to be to be okay, but yeah, the the band knowing was very convenient. the The one weird thing though, it's so this is when Queen and Agnes are uh, they've just uploaded all of the IDs, and <laughs> Agnes says, "I will destroy you if you like don't stop messing around." And Mikar's just like, "What was that?" And like, Never Completely mind, don't worry. It. The amount of time characters do that, they hear something super fucking concerning and just ignore it. Yep. Um, and I'll just jump on to that one. And why is everybody suddenly like, we're going to go to the doctor's office, but fuck bringing Agnes with us. We'll just find her later. (laughs) We'll just leave her. Completely, completely left her behind without concern. And had they talked to each other, they would have been like, yeah, she's been acting kind of strange lately. (laughs) Like they they literally are just okay with completely leaving her behind. Yeah. Like um, she kisses Rios and storms off creates a distraction so rios definitely knows that something is squiffy yeah are we assuming that they didn't hear her sing because didn't they say i didn't know that agnes could sing um they heard that yeah yeah, seven said that or raffi did um so So, they were there for that because that was to distract the guards who were now not covering the exits so now it's this this whole thing where it's like yeah and we're gonna go out and picard is ill no one's going to stay behind to make sure Agnes knows where we've gone. You don't all need to be We're there. We're going to abandon her. Seven div- definitely didn't. Seven and Raffi provided, well, I mean, Raffi argued, but Seven in particular provided nothing to that. She could have hung back. And Seven should be the most concerned. And that is one of my next points, was that A, can, can Seven not sense the Borg Queen? Okay, she doesn't have her implants anymore, so maybe not. But Seven's lack of interest in... The Borg Queen's relationship with Agnes and all of that is baffling to me. And it is such a missed opportunity. This is why you have Seven here. She's your biggest link to the Borg and you are, we are, you're missing something. I love that it's happening to Agnes, but ignoring Seven and her experience and the complexity she can bring to that, it's just an own goal. I just, I don't know why we, we are sidelining Seven so much. It's insane. Um, Another insane thing is that we have Picard hit by a car, 
And then we cut to commercial and come back. And it's because they've been showing us that he's been on this gurney somewhere from the beginning, like 24 mm-hmm. minutes earlier or whatever. Yeah. There is no transition from the time that he's laying in the street to when we cut back when we come back from commercial one out in the present on the yeah. table at a doctor's office somewhere in LA. Apparently 30 seconds away. Doesn't we don't know. But what this means is that they've taken an elder man. <laughs> yeah. Right? In a golem body, of course. But mm-hmm. so maybe he's not as elder, but they still designed him to be elder somehow. Yeah. They're right? still so, concerned so he's he going to be dead. Still elder. Yeah. He's not indestructible. Instead of stabilizing him where he is, yeah. somehow move him to this location mm-hmm. putting him into a car or a van or dragging him through the streets we don't know we don't see how he's moved from point a to point mm-hmm. b that in and of so in and of itself obviously a sin because that's really bad like yeah you don't know how many bro- broken bones he has mm-hmm. or internal bleeding and you're just gonna lift him and chuck him into a car and like taxi him or uber him over to this <laughs> don't ask any questions i need a six person uber everyone there at the party who is also able to see that there was this person just hit in the street yeah also no police they sign <laughs> off on this but they see this group of people just shoving yeah. this man into a, some random car it's not an ambulance it's not an emergency no. thing it's just a whole bunch of weird people that were already suspicious security don't descend on them no because they're distracted by the red dress singer, still apparently. which is finished it's so sinful that there's nobody in our world that saw a man get hit and saw a group of people drag him into a car to take him someplace sketchy, and no one's putting together at this very highly, like this high society event that's mm-hmm. incredibly secure or whatever, mm-hmm. that there's no cameras outside scanning to see any of this happen, and go, hey, these are the fools that were in line that we had trouble with on, on the program. Yeah. Hey, the girl in the red dress that's singing on stage, we actually detained her a couple minutes <laughs> yes. ago. And now she's singing. And now she's singing on stage. What the fuck is going on? But it's okay because now we've cut to commercial, we've come back, and it's about Picard again. Like, it's crazy uh-huh. how we just instantly forget to fill in the gap of time of how did they actually get to the doctor's office. And the worst thing about that, I think, is that there is no gap of time. So we, one of the flash forwards is that he's on the the medical bed with his shirt open and the doctor is working on her. And that's the one that says like 14 minutes earlier. No, we are still 14 minutes earlier from when he's on the sidewalk and bleeding, which means that you're saying that everything from the, the Rene conversation into him getting hit by a car, into being transported, happened, happened in 14 minutes. What? It's no, insane. At least, if you're going to fuck with me, at least like do it consistently and stay on the clock. <laughs> oh, it's And it just goes back to being lazy i don't know if they were rushed they just had to spoon this through i i it's That's so crazy. frustrating to me when the start was so high the start was so great and they just went tropey Ooh. and unimaginative it, 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 with these it, episodes it's like, does anybody ask themselves this question or they're like you know they're gonna go along with it like for example calling a doctor in the middle of the night for to come back to her clinic mm-hmm. for a patient she stabilizes them and she's like all right i'm leaving peace out <laughs> what bye i guess that's just how she works i'm gonna leave all of these people here in my clinic complete strangers that people depend I'm, on i'm sketchy there but you know maybe she's used to working with sketchy people but she's sure. literally walking out going like he could die but he's also might not but my kid's gonna wake up so i gotta go i get that but you mm-hmm. have to have a backup plan like before you left the house was there not anybody there that was going to be there for your son when they woke up or did you just leave your kid to sleep alone at night which is really bad. Or, like, where's your right-hand person? There must there must be a nurse or somebody she really relies on, another doctor Something. that 
Somewhere. can be there as well. Somewhere. I don't I don't so know. That was, I don't that know. was kind of crazy. Um, a really quick one. Picard is drinking wine really a good idea on a super secret mission. Like, do you not want to keep your wits about you? He's just like chugging that chugging glass it? of wine. He I was just drinking it. that glass of wine. <laughs> there I'm was like, so much drinking. Keep your head about you. This episode had a lot of drinking. Uh-huh. A lot of, lot of substance abuse. Um, so this was, this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Um, uh, not Data turns up and not Daj is like, what happened to you? And I kind of wanted to say, yeah, your tie is undone. Oh, yeah. He yeah. looked fine. He, he just looked a, He looked he alarmed. Looked I've come home in far alarmed. worse state and no one's been like, what happened to you? I'm just like, I was at a party and I was drinking. Like, yeah, I took my tie off. I was expecting, oh my God, has he got like a head wound? I'm like, no, he just looks a bit tired. <laughs> She's like, just, she has knowledge that she shouldn't have. Oh, man. Jonathan Frakes directed this episode. He is a much better director than this i don't well he might know not have had happened. material like if the writing material wasn't there perhaps because i felt like they were all acting well yeah so i feel like as a, from are. a director's perspective and like the angles and stuff i yeah. really thought it was beautiful i loved mm-hmm. some of the way that the shots were were done yeah but if the script itself and the content yeah i think there, you're right no that's fair you know um yeah that's absolutely fair um i think that's all that i had actually other than oh no no sorry so um when not Daj is scrolling through the pictures, it's so silly, but she's pressing the right button on the mouse instead of the left. So she's right clicking instead of left clicking to click on all of the pictures. And there's no reason to invert a mouse <laughs> other than somebody can't act with a keyboard. I missed that entirely. That was a really interesting scene. I understand why we're skipping through time. Mm-hmm. Um, but she must have been at that computer for hours and hours and hours to see all of that material. Right? Yeah. And is it that weird to see... Like, why don't I remember this video? Heck, my parents have videos of me that I I can't picture a single video of me. I mean, it was on my dad's camcorder. It's not like they had phones, but it wouldn't be that shocking to me. And like, why have I never seen this picture of me? That doesn't immediately mean that there's a conspiracy or that something's squiffy. I mean, if the folder says super secret, don't look at this, and that has a ton of photos, then I'll be like, why is he hiding it? It's like she focused on the wrong thing. Yeah, I think her focus in my mind was going to be more like, where's mom in all these pictures? Perfect. That would have been the perfect thing to say. Where's where's mom? Why isn't she in these pictures? Uh, Or why are they hidden? Not why haven't I seen them? It's why are they here? The idea is that she has seen a lot of photos and videos from her life already. Mm. Yeah. Then she would be wondering where mom was a long time before then because there wasn't yes. mom in any of those unless he like superimposed a picture of mother in Perhaps. the pictures. Um, if she's watching video, her question should have been, I've never seen video of me before. I've only been allowed to see pictures or yep. something that would indicate like how she's been protected from knowing that she doesn't have a mom this whole time. Yeah. That would have been potentially more interesting to me. But yeah, I agree. It was the wrong, the wrong question. Totally, totally weird. Um, anything else? I thought it was interesting that the, uh, that Ria said uh, the the bio bed is not a doctor, mm-hmm. but I was like, but there's so much that that bed does. But the better problem is that we don't have power, <laughs> right? The, the real problem, yeah, is that we can't power the damn bio bed. The real the the real issue is like that's how Elnor died, right? Yeah, is that exactly. He didn't have power. It to could keep, keep him alive, right? Yeah, it could stabilize Picard and keep him living, but it couldn't fix anything. It couldn't repair him. But to be honest, what did she do? She shocked him. She used a defibrillator and that was it. She didn't do anything else. Well, she did say that her hand was in his chest, didn't she? Did she? She said something about like being 
on his chest or in his chest or something, which is really strange to me because I was like, wait, I don't think we did surgery. Oh, I totally missed that. But I might have misunderstood that. So I, it's it is baffling to me. It's again, it's contrived. It's let's get that doctor back in and get back to the the ICU, the surgery practice place. Um, I mean, we've pulled it apart. Anything else? No, I think that's pretty pretty much <laughs> it. Yeah, um, it was it was a rough one. Yeah. It, I beautifully shot love the characters but a rough one beautifully shot and the characters are what is keeping me going and the overall story is keeping me going and Agnes and Queen I'm still invested in that more so than ever if this had been a two episode release you watched them back to back I don't think I'd be nearly as frustrated I think if we binge it start to finish it is much it holds up so much better and I had the same thought with season one of Picard watching it week to week was frustrating Watching it as a 10-hour film was fucking awesome because imagine if you broke down Lord of the Rings into half-an-hour segments. There would be half-an-hour segments that are a bit dull and a bit weird to watch, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. That's Screenwriters, show producers, we need to have some words. (laughs) Akiva Goldsman, I love you, but we've got to have chance. Yeah, we podcasters know better Fuck yeah, we do. I'm not even going to pretend I don't. I do. Um, okay, with that, let's head to our final stop, which is the Captain's Ready Room. Welcome to the Captain's Ready Room, where we hear our predictions for the rest of the season and bask in our queue like glory, if anything we've previously predicted have come true. Um, I had a message saying, holy shit, have you watched this already when you predicted last week's episode? Because I got no. some stuff right. You really got a lot. I did quite good. Right. I did quite yeah. Good. You're reading the signs really, really well. I think Thanks. your knowledge of things is also really helpful. But yeah, you're on it. This this one's harder for me. For whatever reason, I'm just not seeing things going. And it's it's interesting because I <gasps> took my power. I think I did, but I and I think it's because I'm reading into tropes, which is something I'm gonna be more in tune with because I watch a lot more movies and I consume a lot more television. So I don't think it's a good thing that I can predict this stuff because it means the show isn't being super imaginative. Um, There's some like historical things I can predict based on how the Queen acts and what Q is like. So I think that definitely helps. But the fact that you're not predicting as much means the show isn't doing a great job of laying the foundation because you are good at picking up on signals, which means they're probably not giving us enough signals or not doing them in an entertaining enough way. Um, but yeah, I, I think I managed to predict that, um, what was it this week? Oh, it was that not Daj is not Daj and is a science experiment, um, completely artificial, which kind of made sense. Agnes is pretty much cemented as the new queen, we think. And yeah, I think that was the big ones, wasn't it? My boldest prediction is that I think more of the crew is going to stay behind. I think there's a chance that Rios is going to stay in the 21st century. I think that's a possibility. Rafi and Seven. I think all three of them will stay in the past, in the 21st century. Picard and Agnes will go to the far future to be the Borg Queen. Picard will be back in his timeline. With Laris, somehow. With Laris, but Romulan Laris. Mm -hmm. Um, And Elnor will be doing what Elnor does, (laughs) or stay dead. I, that's my that, that's my prediction. I I had the same thoughts and uh, or similar thoughts. Rios, um, or Rafi, sorry. I feel like she probably would want to go into the future again to try again with her son. Mm-hmm. I think her son might be a draw for her, and mm-hmm. also knowing that Elnor 
is waiting. I think that'll actually yeah. take her into. I don't know that she would stay behind. I can mm. see seven potentially staying yeah. because of the humanity circumstances, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And if they decide to loop in the doctor and Rios together, it's either Rios staying, which they're giving him kind of the indicators that he could, mm-hmm. or something happens to where the son and the mom go into the like that. Maybe the timeline is going to be yeah erased and so they're like well we don't want to be erased and so they just decide to go because she sees something futuristic that they're doing mm-hmm. i fully expected for it to pan over and and to see like the floating brain thing in the in the air and the doctor to be like what the fuck? what the fuck you is know, that just come back. i forgot my coat what's that exactly yeah um which still could happen because she could come back and mm-hmm. see them doing any kind of like she's in her brain shenanigans yeah exactly uh with with the the alien going into Picard's brain. But yeah, I think Seven has the best chance of sticking, obviously, that mm-hmm. they're kind of sitting the ground for that. I don't know about Rios. I, I, I would be bummed about that because I feel like he's such a great pilot. Yeah. Um, It would be very confusing to me for them to potentially end his story because of love. That feels like if they do that, I probably won't watch Picard season three. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, I'm not saying it's what I want to happen. I just worry that that's the foundation that they're laying. And I hope I'm wrong too. with that. Yeah. I really do. No, I, I feel like there might be a motivation there that comes from a relationship. I, they're going to bring back this doctor. I feel like in the next episode, the doctor is going to be helping them with the surgery of the, the alien going into Picard's mind. And she's going to see future tech and know that they're from the future and have a better understanding of who these people are so that she can help them somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, if she sacrifices herself or something, it's, it's, it's weird to think that they would do that with a mother character. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they would sacrifice she needs, her. No, she needs something. But I don't know what they're going to do with her if, if she's not going to become motivation for Rios somehow. Mm-hmm. And they usually will do sacrificial motivations of oh, some sort. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Um, I mean, the, the one possible chance with that is that historically, she the, the records have it that she died doing this but actually she doesn't die and ends up in the future so mm-hmm. they fake her death so that she can but go into the take future a mother away from her son to do oh, maybe the son that comes just, with them maybe they thinking. both die yeah, yeah and they all come to the future um do you think that them that whatever they discover in picard's imagination or in his mind his memories that he's stuck inside of or whatever do you think that's going to relate to the timeline at all or is it completely separate and it's just a picard man this is my biggest trepidation for next week and overall is that we've been getting glimpses of this this past that, that Picard is focusing on memories of his mother and a traumatic event from his past. I'm excited that we're finally most likely going to get the answer to that next week, but I have no clue how that ties into the overall story. And it it has to. For this to make sense, it has to tie in pretty fundamentally because if that gets resolved next episode, then what was the point in having all of the flashbacks it must be and i'm wondering if that is the event that q goes back to or maybe maybe q went back to that event fucked with some things and that has changed some stuff and that that new memory is like supplanting itself in picard's brain i have a question can q change his appearance q can do whatever the fuck he wants do you think he's laris he could be we haven't seen them side by side okay so q decides to go into picard's brain to retrieve something Mm -hmm. and this is how he does it yeah could be so when when the alien Laris at the at the table mm-hmm. is texting, it's actually Q. Yeah, it could be. So it, it's been it. Laris is Q. Yeah, I would love that. Ooh. Because it's the the whole like looking like Laris thing is weirdly freaking it's me way out, right? putting me off. Yeah. So it's Q. It could be. 
Okay, big prediction. So then, Laris is Q. Laris is the the human Laris, human alien Laris mm-hmm. goes into his mind mm-hmm. to find something mm-hmm. that he needs to understand. Maybe it just comes back to Q can just snap his fingers and find out. He can't though. But he could before oh, this. Oh, he can't time travel. When he decided to go on this mm-hmm. mission, mm-hmm. he could have done. So I, it, the the Q losing his powers thing is a recent development. So I, it's, it's niggling at me and I can't work it out. Yeah, why has he lost yeah. his powers? At the end, I also want to know like why, if that is true and it is Q and he is going to go into the mind, why did they need to be in the past to do that? Exactly. Um, or did he have to take everybody out somehow? And why even show him his future timeline? The fu- like, I mean, it's yeah. all like you said, he just likes to fuck with people. So mm-hmm. there is just that element of... It could always be just fuckery. The elaborate plan just to kind of mess with someone. Mm-hmm. But I am, I'm with you. I really hope that there is a, a better tie to what's in Picard's mind than just mm-hmm. something he's been struggling with his whole life yeah. that gives more depth and power to the Picard character. That yeah. He's, I know that Picard lovers are going to be like, oh, this is interesting because this is part of him this whole time. We didn't know about this part of his mother. We didn't How much know is these that things. Important? So as we go back and watch TNG, we now have this bit of information about this character. And that is interesting. And I'm okay with that. But what they're doing in this show with like all these different pieces coming together and not understanding how they tie at this point. Um, I'm curious if it's going to be obvious or not that it is tied together or not. I'm really curious about I'm really how much of this show are they sacrificing to do this cool thing with Picard? That's what I'm right. This needs to be able to stand on its own to some degree. The Borg Queen. Let's talk about that. Um, yeah. Let's, do you let's think? Do it. So you think there's a possibility that Borg Queen is not related to time? Like that's an accidental release? It is hard to believe that with Q being omnipotent and knowing everything. So that that means Q either doesn't care or is that was Q's plan all along. But I'm really hoping that this is tangential to Q's plan. The Queen has been very opportunistic and taken advantage of Q's meddling and is using that to assimilate the planet in the past. Because this makes so much more sense with the the Borg Queen's motivations to have power and have a collective. My prediction is that she's going to go on an assimilation rampage with Agnes now. Mm-hmm. And she's just going to be unleashed and start mm-hmm. assimilating some shit. And maybe Q and Picard have to team up because, oh, whoops, I've meddled one step too far and look what I've done. I, I broke yeah. Earth. I broke Earth. I hope that's what that's what happens. I, the more I think about it, the more I really hope this is the way that it goes because Picard has been hiding things from Q and not letting Q into his mind so many times. Mm. So for Q to have been thinking for however long about how do I get into his mind, I'll make him think that there's something about his past of his ancestors. So we'll go back to this moment. I don't even care about anything else. I don't care if anything else goes wrong. I just want to get into his mind and he has to be open enough. And I, I'm not going to interfere here, but I'm going to do like I'm going to do all these. It's, it's crazy to think that, that he would go through that much trouble to get into his mind. But at the same time, it makes sense. It makes sense, too. If you've been alive for millions of years, then maybe you just get bored and shit. Um, yeah. th- there's part of me that thinks maybe he is he-, he he wants to do this to help Picard work through some trauma that he's never worked through, and you've never really dealt with this tragic event that happened in your past, and maybe that's where it diverges. Like the uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm still trying to work out how we get to the totalitarian bad future it's- and how it links back to Picard's youth. Well, it has he's to. apparently about to see something really traumatic and either yeah. maybe picks up a weapon and kills someone or doesn't. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe maybe if he had intervened, 
and rescued and his mum. If Q is back in his mind, influencing his decisions, mm. Mm. maybe that yeah, maybe the change that happens is way way in the is in Picard. Wait, no, because that doesn't change time. Because that his doesn't memory. change time because it's, it's the wrong time. Oh my god. But it's, it's so confusing. Went too, deep. Went too <laughs> deep. deep. Hey, remember that Vulcan in the forest that we still haven't seen yet? <laughs> like, man, how does that tie back into things? So, uh... to summarize, it's going to sound like we hate Picard. We do not. But these last couple of episodes They've are not yeah. good. What's the building in the distance in LA? Do we know? Oh, I don't know. Is this it a power be, source of some kind? Could be generic skyline. I think, I think she's going for a power source. Well, Queen said, I think I need your ship first. So I thought she was heading back to the ship to take over, but then she's just walking through the streets. So I think she's heading back to La Serena, and then she's going to go somewhere. No hurry at all. No just, hurry at all. She's she, enjoying having legs. Danae, have you ever been without legs? Just go for a walk. So No, yeah. I get that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's the bit I'm most excited for. I am super trepidatious, I think that's a word, about how miserable next week is going to be if it's all in Picard's brain, because those episodes can like grind the plot to a halt. We could... We could end next week 30 seconds after this episode ended because it all happened in Picard's brain. I'm confused mm -hmm. about something. Go on. Where is Picard's vineyard? Um, Le Bar, France. But they're in LA? Transporters. Transport. Okay. Yeah. They still have enough power to use the transporters. So, hold on. So, so they've teleported from France Transported. to LA. Yes. How are they going to get back? Transporters. But there's nobody at the station to push the buttons. They could automate it. I don't know. I don't okay, know. Okay. You think you'd leave someone behind? I don't know, man. It's it's getting tricky. Okay, okay. I'm okay. I'm just I'm just like so she's walking, but she can't walk back to France. Yeah, she's gonna yeah exactly. Yeah, you literally can't walk back to France. So where is she walking? To? She can't be walking back to the ship. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's... No, you're right. She can't be. No, because it's not like it's parked. No. Man, I, I really want to watch 7, 8, and 9, and 10 back together. So you're not going to get a Captain's Pod for five weeks because we're going to have to watch them all back to back so that I don't get any more angry. <laughs> Gosh, okay. Well, this has oh, been a lot man. of fun. Um, How's it? We didn't, um, <laughs> we didn't tell you what we were drinking. No, um, I'm still drinking the same cup of coffee. I am too. Good, because, man. Uh, but I'm going to need more. We're going to need more after this. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. Don't forget to go to um, patreon.com slash cinemascenes to sign up so you can watch our live show. If you haven't seen what me and Danae look like, you get some close-up shots of my nostril, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You also get to see um, Captain Ian Whittington have to deal with a lot more crew members. Oh, Matt, the entire Sins crew. So the, the Cinema Sins narrator, Jeremy, Chris, the, the, the mastermind behind so many beautiful things, Daniel, um, who is an incredibly funny Star Trek nerd. Jonathan, who is probably a bigger Star Trek nerd than I am. And Aaron Dicer, who is just a little bit of a troll. Um, just trying to... <laughs> and Jeremy Scott. Did you say Jeremy Scott? I said Jeremy, yeah. Okay. Jeremy Scott, Jeremy Scott, Jeremy Scott. And Chris um, Atkinson. And Chris Atkinson. And just an incredible, like, just Star Trek discussion. So, yeah, head over to patreon.com slash cinemasins and you can have a look at that live show awesomeness. Um, and keep sending your emails with predictions. Um, yeah, we love I it. Because I love it. I love it. And I hope there's going to be more because like there is... We're at the end. This is the time to predict. It really is. And this is where I'm kind of getting lost as well. Like this is mm -hmm. where there's so many like strands that could disappear. And I'm sure there's things I'm not thinking of. Um, the only thing I do know is that Wesley probably won't be coming back. Um, I'll explain that off mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. 
Thanks for listening, everyone. It's uh, an exasperated goodbye from me and... And shadows of the night from me. Oh, my. You do look very shadowy today. Thank you. Um, That's uh, lack of sleep. <laughs> no, I meant you're, you're, you're wearing a black top. These, these are these are just... I, I just, just have dark face. circles under my eyes. They're, uh, some of it's lack of sleep. Some of it's just genetics. Just get some get some bulk oh, nano yeah. probes on that. Anyway, as always, live long and pod spot. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Okay, check, 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 check. Test, test, test. Check, 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 check. Test, test, test. Beautiful. Check, check, check. It worked! There you go. I did it! You did it! Do you instantly think that we made the right call in recording this morning instead of last night? Because I'm pretty sure if we would have recorded last night after driving for like seven hours from Sin Week, our beginning conversation would be more like, Captain's log, it's not a live long and broad pods, but get some sleep. Does things. Get some sleep. I think we made the right call, although I really am interested in what that episode would have been. The episode that never was. The sleepy episode? The sleepy episode. We'd have just come off of, yeah, a week of like awesome sin weekiness. Seven hours of driving, bam, into recording for two and a half hours. I was interested in it, but fate intervened, yep. and the Dicer house was double booked. There was a party in the basement, and that's not a euphemism? Mm-mm, no, it was a literal party going on in the house, and, and, and um, our, our studio agent double booked. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a bit of time. We got out of our rhythm of watching the show when it comes out, and then recording mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. I had to avoid Twitter. Oh, did you just avoid it entirely? I've gone through it, like I glanced through, but thankfully I don't have a lot of Star Trek stuff happening in my feed. So yeah. there was only a couple times that Need I to fix that. was like, Ugh! and quickly <laughs> kind of got out because I was afraid I was going to see something. Abandon ship, abort, abort. I'm wearing my combat today. Look. Oh, I got to charge it. That was a very convincing noise of like when it like doesn't work. And that always bugs me in Star Trek. So it does make a different noise when it doesn't work. Does it? But yeah. I didn't know. I was just making that up. No, seriously. So it goes like chirp, chirp. And then it would do like, imagine the chirp, but it's in like a deadened room. So like there's no echo to it. It just says, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that Choking. at all. What's always annoying about it is that we seem to figure it out before they do. So they'll get into a planet and there'll be like some barrier to the senses or whatever. And Riker will like slap it because he slaps it so hard and it'll go like the bad chirp. And we're like, oh no. And he'll keep trying. I'm like, dude, did you not hear the bad chirp? Because that means it's like, maybe if you didn't slap it so hard, then you would have heard it. But Riker's all about the peck slapping. We've all gone into an important situation having forgotten to charge our smartphones at some point. It's pretty much the same thing. You would love Lower Decks. You really would. Especially with like a bit more Star Trek knowledge now, you would you would find it really funny. It's like Rick and Morty. It really is, but for Star Trek, which is Trek. part of the Star Trek universe, it is now. Fuck, grumble. So we are getting some emails from people, and I absolutely love it. Keeps so far, they've been exclusively. Here's a prediction, or Ian, I think you're wrong, and I love it so much because we're having a good little discussion about Star Trek. The latest one, and I love this so much. It is from Bud Cobb. And is that like Cobb Vance? Let's say so. Okay, cool. Cobb Vance. immediately he's like 
Space Cowboy in my imagination. Okay, from our Space Cowboy. Um, it has been bothering me that um, Jean-Luc didn't remember his ancestor being on the Europa mission. So that's Rene. Uh, especially when I recall him telling um, somebody that Rene was his inspiration. And that was either in like a movie or one of the seasons. And I can't remember that exactly. But I think, I think Rene has been mentioned. Um, so here's the prediction. What if the original timeline had Rene not going on the Europa mission? And the thing that makes the bad juju future is that she does go on the mission and this bolsters Picard's family into space exploration and instead of making them wine farmers, it makes them dictators and horrible people that we see. So Q is using some like reverse psychology to get Picard to convince Renee to go on a mission that she's not supposed to be on. I'm following this 100% because I've had this thought before. <laughs> I love it so but much. To go back to uh, Space Cowboy's original thought, uh, that the start of the thing, uh, the, the start of the email, it really still bothers me too because I also remember something being mentioned about Renee and I think it was in the same episode, but it, uh, like earlier in the episode, he doesn't remember her, and then as it goes, he kind of suddenly remembers her and he's almost bragging about her or something like that. But either mm. way, he would know ideally, if she did or did not go to space. If she's the first Picard to go into space, I would, it would think be she would, he would so know. if she wasn't in space, then he wouldn't be pushing her to go to space right yeah. now. Yeah. Because he'd be like, well, that's going to change the timeline. You would think. But the, the so, excuse, and the reason this really holds up as well, is because um, Rafi also, or somebody said, yeah, no, the historical records from this period of time are a mess, which is why we don't know. Which is always a... Hey, we don't know this because we just have to scramble yeah. this part. Yeah, 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 yeah. We well, have to give a reason the, for why we don't know it. It's the same way that they're changing. Like everything is networked together in this century. Everything is no longer networked <laughs> together. <laughs> okay, so this is a prediction from Eric, but it's kind of a, um, a semi-clarification as well. So I think I cleared it up. Basically, the problem is that this should be the timeline of the future. So the reason that Guyon and Picard. Or Guinan doesn't know Picard is because he's in an alternate past. But we said it's not that because the change yeah, hasn't happened yet. We we kind of went over that in the episode, right? Mm -hmm. The only addendum I'd like to make to that, to that is if this isn't the first time Q went back in time and messed with things. So if they went back in time to this point, but Q had already gone further back and fucked with things, that would explain why Guinan doesn't know Picard. So I wonder if this isn't the only meddling he has done, but it's the only meddling that the Queen can detect. Also just drugs. You know, maybe she just had a bender. <laughs> kind of just like was really hungover. That's really why she doesn't remember hungover. him. Yeah. Or maybe she had some kind of a food, you know, that just the intestinal rumbling and the ulcers of running a business and the, yeah. and the stress of being in the 21st century, like with all the things that are going on in this year. I don't want to be in the 21st century. She might just be like, I don't remember who you are because I don't want to. I feel that way about the tax man <laughs> when it's tax time. I thought you just because I feel like that about many people in my life. <laughs> I don't remember you. If I think about it longer than 10 seconds, I might, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> I've got enough bald men from the future trying to corrupt my present. Sin Week was so much fun, wasn't it? And we got to do a live show. It was so much fun. Being... We got to do a live Captain's Pod show. Being in the room, we were on a stage mm -hmm. uh, of a of an old theater in like downtown Nashville that had been renovated. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the Bell Court for hosting us. And it was the theater. It's a kind of theater where it was 
also a theater of the arts as well. So there is an under the entire stage section. So when we were in between uh, shows and we were in between panels, like podcast panels, we actually got to go down under the stage and and sit there and kind of wait until it was time for the show yeah. to start. Did you find the trapdoor? I found four. Wait, well, I was joking. Yeah, there was trapdoors everywhere. Oh. There was three rooms we were not supposed to go into. And you absolutely went in there, didn't you? You went, we're not going to be allowed to go back. It's such an old building. There was these like very specific signs in the bathroom. Like it started off with (laughs) exclamation points, like huge, bold letters. This is an old building. Do not flush anything other than toilet paper and your excrements down this toilet because it won't handle it. And then it said, thanks. The poop fairy or the toilet fairy toilet fairy toilet. i'm like yeah. what a terrible job i That's guess the fairy probably job. doesn't know that it has that bad of a job like the tooth fairy seems also like a pretty weird job to me <laughs> but like now there's the toilet fairy as well it's even weirder so you think that they're all, they're all in their own bubble universes where they don't know about the other fairies oh i think they all know about each other and there's judgment and disparity oh and just, really you know, yeah like like, well, at least I'm not a toilet fairy. And the toilet fairy is like, listen, I actually love my job because guess what? I am designed to not smell or have a reaction to any of the mm-hmm, stuff that I get mm-hmm. to deal with. And if it's not for me, you don't even know what I'm saving the whole world from mm-hmm. because I go into the pipes and make it work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, thank you, toilet fairy. We all should just take a moment yeah. and thank the toilet fairies that are out there. While we were away at Sin Week having a great time and broadcasting Captain's Pod from this beautiful stage in front of a live audience with lights and cameras. We had like a whole production company over on the side. Had, it was we incredible. Had, we had more people producing the show than on the show. It was incredible. It was great. Back home, my pipes in the basement were backing up and stuff that should not have been glubbing up underneath the house was glubbing up underneath the house glub, glub, glub. into like our basement shower. And um, Justin, he doesn't think before he sends pictures sometimes. Oh, no. He sent me a photo. No. Without any explanation. I just open it up. And no, it he is, didn't. It is. It's. No. Let's just say that the toilet fairy was not present at oh, my house no. that day. And she is needed. He or she or they or them. They are needed mm-hmm. uh, to, to come to my to my house. Imagine being the first house that the, the toilet fairy refused. Like, <laughs> nope, I'm not doing it. It's like, oh, fuck. This is bad. One of my favorite parts of doing Captain's Pod in front of the live audience was just hearing the laughter. And there were several moments when we were thinking about the names of people or organizations or places and the audience knew about it. And not everybody in the CinemaSins universe who came to Sin Week is listening to Captain's Pod or has mm-hmm. an interest in it. But those that were there that are listening to the podcast or do have knowledge were really enjoying themselves they loved it so and much it was, it was really, so really great fun and even those who didn't had questions later on in sin week about how to get started with star trek did you feel like a drug pusher at that oh point my, i was i was like here's what you do you start off with the the really crap stuff you go in there and then that'll ease you in and then you're hooked and then you get into tng and bam you're hooked for life that's also how the toilet fairy talks like you start with uh, crap stuff okay. you get hooked uh, nice nice <laughs> That was one of my favorite things is having somebody say, like, I want to get into Star Trek. I love sci-fi. How do I do it? And I have a way prepared. I have a route into Star Trek. I usually like to be there for it, but I can't be there for, for every single person that's getting into it. But I have a route to get in. And Jonathan Watkins completely disagreed with me. 
and then agreed with me once he heard the reasoning. So it is Jonathan Watkins approved. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. He knows his trick. By the way, I know this is going to make you a little uncomfortable, but there's not a live audience here to have to contend with. But you did so good. Ah. Being, <laughs> doing a show in a private studio with, you know, because, well, when the show, normally, we don't, we're not in the same room together. Normally, mm-hmm. you're back home. Yeah. So this is even different than normal. Mm-hmm. Then, But you put yourself, like, in front of a live audience where you have all of a sudden a crew, like, seven oh, times man. as big. <laughs> To contend with all these different people weighing in on thoughts, having to kind of guide the conversation and do it while there's lights, cameras, action happening. It's mm. a lot. And you did great. Thanks, Ambassador. The captain doesn't know how to react. Imagine like Picard getting oh, Picard. a compliment. Like everyone is shitting on him and he's almost more comfortable. But give him, give him a compliment, then you will see him squirm. He would be like, as you were. Yes. On the other <laughs> side of the door. <laughs> I even wore my comm badge during you the show. You are, like, ready. And I forgot to bring my comm badge to the live show. I'm very sad. I Next year, I will do it in full uniform. That is a... What? That is whoa, a promise. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh-huh. I will do it in uniform. And I will let the fans pick which uniform I oh, wear. Oh, Lord. You know they're going to go full Q on you. <laughs> they're going to do, like, one of, the, one of the Riker ones where it's just, like, an open V thing <laughs> that goes down to my crotch. You have that? I don't, but I'd have to buy it. No, you... Okay, this is just a ruse to get more Star Trek gear. Yes, it That's is. what it is. Yeah, this is a way so I can expense my Star Trek uniform. <laughs> no, you can't. I can. No, you can't. Yeah, we'll see. The show was incredible. Um, it was about an hour and a half, and we recorded the video for the whole thing as well. So if you want to see that, it is available to watch if you go to um, patreon.com and join the Sin Club. And I believe it's going to be available at the $10 tier, I think. You can also just hang out in this podcast feed Mm -hmm. if you would like, because it will eventually show up in the podcast feed. Yeah, not entirely sure when, but it's going to be in the next couple of months it will drop into the feed. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 